how to figure out what to say when you have absolutely no clue what to say in your marketing. So today on the Pollinator Podcast, we have a woman who is the bona fide, certified, Grammy qualified founder of Rockstar Marketing. And we do not say that lightly. She actually is a huge hit in India, even though you may have never heard her here, but she's also a master storyteller and like me, a former teacher as well. So I am very excited to have Miss Jennifer Filson on the Pollinator Podcast with us today. How are you? I am fantastic, Will. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. So let's just kind of jump in right the you know right now because we usually have a statement and not so many bullet lists on the uh, you know magic board back here. But uh, well, we had to we had to compress some things down and uh, and turn it into to bullets. So superpowers, your why and your attitude, like these are important to who and for what. Oh, great question. Okay. I work with a lot of small businesses and we are the storytellers that help them stand out. And if you, if you will, we're, we put the limelight on them, right? Rock stars. So really, if you want to take your business to the next level, if you want to reach your next million dollars in revenue and grow, you really need to stand out. For example, do you know the difference between boy penguins and girl penguins? Like not many people do. Like even I've, I used to volunteer at the Monterey Bay yeah. Aquarium. I'm in Monterey, California. I used to okay. volunteer at the aquarium. And if they didn't have a little armband on their, on their wing, stating their name and their gender, I would have no idea, even though I got to know them very well. But that's the thing. Most businesses, they think that they're unique. They think that they're special, but nobody knows it because they look the same. They sound the same. Yes. They have the same message as everybody else. They don't stand out. So if you really want to launch your business to the next level, you need these three things. So let's talk about those real briefly. Superpowers. Everybody has a superpower, every single one of them. And if you started a business you started that business because there's something that you do really, really well. And you knew that you could sustain yourself and your family off of this business because of that superpower. Okay. Some people's superpowers are there's no problem we can't solve. Some superpowers are we are the best in customer service. Some superpowers are we have the best recipe for chicken enchiladas. Whatever that superpower is, you need to really highlight that and let everybody who you want to work with, who you want to serve, the people who are in your tribe, you want them to know, ah, I am the best. I am the category king of this thing. We're the category kings of storytelling. So that is what we do super well. That's the first thing. Then you got to really know your why. We all have something that gets us out of bed every day to go do what we do, even when we don't feel like getting out of bed, right, Will? Yeah, so yeah. that why is what drives you. And that why can be something as simple as, you know what, I need to get my ass to work <laughs> to go feed my family, right? I need to make sure that I take care of business so that way I can provide for my family. But other people have otherwise, like, I am building a cathedral so I can bring people closer to God. We all have different whys. I know that I have two whys. I have a personal and I have a professional why. Yeah. My personal why is 
I know that I am divinely inspired to bring a ripple effect of joy to millions of people. And I know that I do it through my books, through my marketing, through my music, through the different things that I create. Because what I'm doing is I'm helping people do what they do better and then spread the love and spread the word and good stuff to other people. And what it does is it's a little ripples effect of joy and it comes back as waves of abundance. That's my that's my personal why. My professional why is I grew up in Orange Park, Florida. So fellow Floridians, yay. And a suburb of Jacksonville, if you don't know where Orange Park is. But my parents had an electrical contracting business and they almost went bankrupt twice Mm. because, you know, they, my dad was a fantastic electrician and my mother was helping with the business, but they didn't have business coaching like we have now, Will. They didn't have sales training like we have now. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have a lot of things. So they were, they were frustrated and I I watched them struggle. And I want to make sure that if I'm involved with a client, they don't have to struggle. They don't have to keep breaking their nose. I'm going to help them reach their next level of revenue because I help them tap into their why. And when people understand what their why is, they can broad that broadcast that to their tribe, to their ideal audience. And they go, oh my gosh, that resonates with me so well. One of the reasons why I love you, brother, is you take that, that farming analogy. You grew up farming. That's awesome. Okay. So you are planting the seeds, the pollinator podcast. You are bringing crops to fruition so people can harvest their leads. I love how on brand you are. You are so perfect, right? You know your why. You know that you're you're helping businesses grow, which is what a farmer does, right? Right? So if you know your why and you broadcast that message out to your target demographic, then you are going to be golden. And then the third thing is attitude. Okay. Do you have a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality? Wherever you are in the spectrum is going to determine your success. Let me explain. Have you ever gone into a business? I don't care if it's a coffee shop or if it's a repair place or some retail outlet, like whatever, a restaurant, I don't care. Have you ever gone in And you just feel this weird negative energy vibe, like the the employees are not really engaged. They're they're kind of bickering amongst themselves in the back. They're not greeting you in a loving, warm manner. They're kind of ticked off. They're frustrated. Going through the motions. Yeah, they're going through the whole, they're going through, it's like, "Mm." okay, then let's look at a different, a different business. You walk in. Hi, Will. How are you? It's so great to see you again. Would you like to be sat at your favorite table? And would you like the usual? Great. I'll be right there for you. You know, um, it's those little things. It's that smile. It's, it's all the little things that create positive energy. Okay. Which business would you like to support? The yeah. one that that is, isn't wanting to be bothered by you or the one that treats you like a friend. Well, that attitude and, it, and really, let's talk about the attitude. It's the attitude of the business owner. If you have an abundance mentality and you're not worried about the competition because you know that you are the best at what you do, leave the competition behind. Don't worry about them. Focus on the people that you know and love. That is going to be what propels you into success, not worrying about kicking back the competitors, right? Content versus context. 
Yes. So it's taking care of the people that are in front of you, not worrying about the people that are behind you. Right. And then also too, what is the attitude of your team? Are they pumped up? Are they loving what they do? If they love their job, they're going to bring their best attitude to work. Yeah. So superpowers, knowing those, knowing your why and being really aware of your attitude, that is going to be what propels you into success. Fantastic. So I, there's so much there to, to be able to, to unpack, but um, I kind of want to go back to, to India for a second and uh, how, okay. how, how a, a, you know, girl growing up in uh, you know, the suburb of, of Northern Florida uh, in Jacksonville ends up you know, qualifying for the Grammys and uh, you know, becoming a, a rock star in India of sorts and, uh, and then landing in a digital marketing company. So what's the, uh, what's the reader, Reader's Digest version of that? Oh my gosh. Okay. It's such a fun story. Yeah. I truly am the poster child of how did that happen? <laughs> and if I can do what I can do, trust me, you can do what you can do. Okay. So Reader's Digest version. All right. 2006, I'm going through a divorce. I've always been trained in music. I love, love, love singing. I I, I got my uh, scholarship to college um, training in opera. So uh, I've always been a singer, not really a big musician per se. Now I play drums. Now I play bass. But back in the day, just knew how to sing and songwrite. So 2006, I am going through a divorce. And for the first time, Will, I am writing some songs. I'm writing some poetry because I've got a lot to process. And instead of doing medications to get me through the ups and downs of a divorce, which is a heavy emotional load, right? I decide to just focus in and get my feelings out in poetry slash songs. And then remember when Craigslist was relatively new and it was cool and it wasn't like the creepy place. (laughs) So back in the day, 2006, I am finding a guitarist on Craigslist and I find my producer on Craigslist. At the time I was living in San Jose, California and my guitarist was from Foster City and my producer of uh, the music, Vince Hudson was in Redwood City. And so the three of us got together and we created this album. And then Tony, my guitarist, he's like, okay, I'm going to submit this to the Grammys. It's like, okay, sure, whatever. Because, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Meanwhile, I know that I'm investing a lot of money in my music career. And I know that I have two decisions to make. One, do I want to just do this to show off to friends and family that I can, I can do this? It's a lot of money to just show off to friends and family. Or do I want to yeah. try to take this commercial and try to get a return on investment? Well, here's the deal. I work with this producer. He's got several artists, one of which is Bohemia, who is the Punjabi gangster rapper. And if you're not familiar with him, go check out Bohemia, the Punjabi gangster rapper. It may sound silly to people who are not familiar with the Indian music scape, but let me tell you, he is the Eminem equivalent in India. Okay. He's huge. And he has done he's done some great work. He's, we've got, we've got the same producer and he heard one of my songs. He's like, Jen, can I, can I remix this song? Cause I'm really digging this groove. Can I do this? Sure. So he took it 
and it's called What Have I Learned? But he's done the remix, so he is rapping in Punjabi. Honestly, Will, I cannot tell you what he's saying, but I do know that he is pouring out some soul and people are loving this song. And thanks to Bohemia remixing my song, I am collecting royalties off of that and we split that. So nice. thank you, Bohemia. Love you, brother. And uh, it's it's just exciting. And then he also invited me to help him with the backup vocals on the, the, uh, the main track for a movie Chandani Chak to China, which features Akshay Kumar, who's like the George Clooney yeah. of, of India. So like, honestly, it's so random. It's so odd. But you know how I did it? I did all of this through marketing my music through social media. Back in the day when I was launching my music in 2007, that's when the first album came out. And then 2009, I qualified for eight Grammys on that one. I qualified for 10 Grammy nominations on the first one, eight Grammy nominations on the second one. Was it because I was a good musician? No, it's because I'm a damn good marketer. <laughs> well, I, I, my brother is a singer songwriter, so I'm hoping he's listening to, to this too, because I'm constantly kind of getting on his tail about, you know, be good at what you do, but be good at telling the story about it too. Exactly. And it's all about marketing. I kid you not. If you, Honestly, back in the day, I thought I was making the world rock with my music. And now, honestly, Will, I listen to it. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is cringeworthy because now I know so much more. Right. We don't know what we don't know. And when we're blindly ignorant, and we, we're just super enthusiastic. We have no idea. And the same thing with social media back in 2007. The three major social media platforms were MySpace. MySpace Remember MySpace? Yeah. I am. And these two new platforms that were brand new to the masses, they'd already been around to a little small group, but it was called Facebook and Twitter. Right. So I used those three channels to promote the crap out of my music. And that's what helped us get, and, and Bohemia's help as well. But like the point is, is that, yeah. Through social media, I realized that I had a pathway to not only promote my music, but also help other small businesses because, Will, I did this when the crash, the Great Recession yes. happened. So I'm launching Rockstar Marketing. I've worked for a construction company. We all know what happened to the construction industry during the housing crash, 2007, 2008, right, 2009. Right Right. So I took the skills that I learned of, of promoting my music and I built Rockstar Marketing. And today we are the top content marketing agency serving the auto repair industry. Yes, I love cars. And okay. so, yeah, we are the top dogs of storytelling in the auto repair industry. And we're also expanding into other service industries, plumbing, construction, dentists, chiropractors, service industries we are their storytellers and we're making headway very proud awesome. that is that is so fantastic and just a a great like a like a personal testimonial of the the process part of your own journey but now taking that to, to other folks and you know I, I i wanted you to come on and talk about this idea of storytelling because we've had a lot of people on the the show that that talk about various aspects of, of marketing or like social media management and it's a, kind of a, a subject that comes up that you know we're needing to tell the story, but but how do we really do that? And then the the, the other question is, you know, what what do I talk about when people are trying to, to do that? And I think that's kind of like what you're tying in here and and understanding your superpowers. We could probably do a whole nother episode just on unpacking those things as well. But when when people are trying to 
to maybe kind of do like what your parents would be doing right now, right? Like you're saying, they're like, there's no coaches, there weren't all these channels to, to, to do that. Maybe you put an ad in the paper or, you know, some flyer or mailer or something like that. You know, there weren't all these social channels. There wasn't this idea of, oh, I need to tell the story. Because what was the only medium that you had to do that? Like, are you going to take out an infomercial on the, the local TV station, right? And like, how expensive would that have been? Like, Very expensive. Not, right? not within the realm of possibility for most small businesses. And now everybody carries a production studio around in their pocket. But now they run up to the next question of like, oh, what am I going to say? Uh, what am I, what am I going to talk about? What do people are interested in? And they get hung up on that. So okay. how do people tell something. their stories? I got something for you. Okay. Everybody who's watching this, write this down. I want you to write this down because we're actually going to teach you a little lesson. You're going to take some value out of this, right? I right. want you to think of the three E's and then send them to your website. So if you've read Gary Vaynerchuk's jab, 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 right hook. Yep. That is the same concept. You don't always land your right hooks like buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Oh my God, Will, I want to take a shower after I've been spammed so much. Like, ew, stop, <laughs> right? But what if you jabbed them with something educational? What if you jabbed them with something entertaining, make them laugh? Mm. What if you jab them with a question that is engaging? After you've built up that trust with the three E's, share the, share something that's educational. Teach them something about what you do. Entertain them. Tell them a funny story about what's going on. Here's some behind the scenes. Like for auto repair people, you can easily get a fun little picture of somebody climbing into the engine compartment going, we really get into our work. I mean, silly little stuff. <laughs> and then engagement. Like, hey, uh, we're, uh, we're in Monterey, California. And our business focuses on our community. What's your favorite seafood restaurant? I mean, it may have nothing to do with your business per se, but it has to do right. with your community. So what is it that you can do to establish trust? And then after you've engaged them, after you've entertained them, after you've educated them, then send them to your website. Rockstar Marketing. We are the best storytellers. We would love to tell your story. How can we be of service? Right? Because if I'm constantly saying, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Oh yeah. Buy my books, take my classes, do all these things. Buy, buy, buy. Holy crap. <laughs> right? What's the, what's the value of, of that too? And that's, exactly. I, I love that. Those, those, that, that three, like I, you know, I hope you don't mind just kind of like we're going back to teacher's days and they, uh, they used to say when we were, we were teaching, you know, you like beg, borrow and steal all of your stuff. So uh, don't be surprised if I am linking some folks back to a blog post about those, because you know, that's one of the things that, that we teach and we don't get so much in the, the you know, I'm not writing blogs for, for my clients, but I am telling like, you look, you have to prepare the soil. You have to build trust and credibility and one of the things, and that's such a great little powerful model of, all right, well, think here's, here's a way to think about what you can do, educate, entertain, engage in things that aren't necessarily uh, about you, but are about them. That's, that's awesome. That's fantastic stuff. Yeah. So, and you know what? A lot of times, well, people will say, oh, Jen, I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm running a business. I'm the booker. I'm the, I'm the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker of my business. Fine. You know what? Outsource this. Do you have somebody on your team who loves this thing? 
and who's active on social media, you know, as long as you set up some parameters and boundaries of what's cool and what isn't, you can have your team do some of that. You know, Chipotle is doing a great job on taking some of their employees and having them become social media influencers, showing how they prepare things at Chipotle and funny things that they do. They even do like, hey, what do you love about working at Chipotle? And people are like, yeah, well, I love this and I love that. Why not utilize your team to help get the word out about what cool stuff you're doing? And here's the cool thing. Let's, Let's look at this. All right. We're currently in 2021. There's a labor shortage. There's a supply chain issue. There's all kinds of stuff that businesses are struggling with. You know what? If you're telling your story out there, not only are you attracting your ideal clients, you're also attracting your next employee. Right. And and if you're using social media to bump up, lift up, and support your vendors, might that possibly fortify your relationship with your vendors so you are receiving top priority when you're needing parts? Yeah. Hello? Why not look at marketing as something, yes, we all do externally, but you can also do it internally. Think about this. Think about your standard operating procedures. Tell everybody step one, step two, step three. Here's how we do this. But also infuse the story of your business, infuse your superpowers, infuse your attitude, infuse your why into the story of your standard operating procedures. You know what that's going to do for you? You're going to be doing internal marketing that makes a happy company culture. And guess what? Lower attrition rate, higher value, better attitude. We don't hire dumb people. What happens when we say, oh, my employees just, they're such idiots. They can't do this. They can't do that. Well, did you support them with the systems they need to be successful? Right. Did right. you train them properly? We or did don't you just walk in and say, hey, I want this done and then just expect them to yeah. figure it all, all out, which is what sadly a lot of people, a lot of people do. And right, right. right. That, that's a whole it. nother topic for a, a different episode as well, but <laughs> It's a, it, it's a huge issue out there. And I've seen people put up those signs and, uh, you know, folks kind of share those on social and like, oh, here's our, our pay scale. And if you want, you know, $15 an hour, like you need to be showing up and like, you know, love the job more than the owner, like screw you, buddy. Like, who are you to ask people making 15 bucks an hour that are not getting any equity in your company to, to come in and put in more work than you? That's a little ridiculous, but I say, bravo, another, bravo, sir. Bravo, that's another sir. tangent we could go off on in uh, in something. Let's do else. like five episodes. Oh my god, we've got so much go. to talk about, right? But no, seriously though, you're right. It's like when 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 you when you share what you love, you share your superpowers, you share your why. That's the content that you can create. That's the story, and I promise you, it's not going to. You know, marketing is the long game. Will. Yeah. It's the long game. Okay. You know, you're a sales guy. All right. The salespeople and the marketing people, they're always like, oh, the salespeople are like, oh, those marketing people, they're so lazy. The All leads are weak. Like, and yeah. Yeah. They, they don't know what they're doing. We're the ones out in the trenches. And the marketing people are like, yeah, well, you salespeople can't do it without us. Neener, neener, neener. And here's the deal. You're right. Salespeople, they have quotas. They've got things that they've got to produce right now. They're tr- into transactional. But the marketing is into the relationship building. And guess yeah. what? 
you know, the salespeople might be like, okay, I'm pulling my weight. Where are you people marketing wise? Okay. But by the 11th month of the year, there's been so much brand awareness, so built, so much buildup, so many campaigns, so much of the pipeline is full. Thanks to the marketing, the right. salespeople are able to meet their numbers because of what the marketing people are doing. It's the long game. So if you're running a campaign for only three months, I'm sorry to tell you, you are not going to see a big nudge in your business. Well, and that's why we call all of this branding stuff that we do. We talk about it preparing the soil because you know you can go out and you can plow the ground and turn things over and I can add fertilizer. I can do all these things. And I just thought if I just do that, nothing's going to grow. Like you have to plant a seed, you have to cultivate it. And then likewise, you can do all those things. And then somebody's got to be there to harvest it. Right. So that's why we look at this whole thing as a process. But if you just go out into some green field and I'm just going to start casting seeds out there, which is what a lot of salespeople do, I'm going to go and I'm just like, yeah, let's look, let's go to this conference or I'm going to cold call and I'm going to do all these things. Yeah, you might get something that comes up and now they're you know in your pipeline, which is I think is a stupid analogy, but that's another topic. But now we're going to, to I, you know, I'm going to follow up, I'm going to follow up and I'm always like trying to, to see if they're ready, right? You know, is it ripe yet? Can I, can I harvest it? Well, at the end of the at the end of the year, at the end of the season, you're not going to have nearly the harvest that you would have. You're not going to have the yield and quantity and quality as if you had taken time to prepare the soil, to build that fertile environment beforehand, which helps all these opportunities to grow faster and bigger and, and ultimately lead to bigger results. And that's why, that's why we say everything has to be connected. And you know, to the I, I think I use the car analogy. When we were talking and you know uh, on on your podcast the other day you talked about being in the in auto repair you know if sales is like the tires and the the drivetrain you know where the rubber hits the road well they ain't going anywhere if there's not a transmission in uh in an engine right to actually create that power and transfer it there and so you know if your brand is the engine you know marketing's delivering that getting it out there is the transmission and 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 sales is the the tires and suspension I don't know we could come up with a bunch of other analogies uh, as well but. Man, there is one. There's one other thing that I want to that I want to talk about because I see a lot of people kind of getting into to this, and I I think there can be a a point where people miss the mark or they overshoot the idea of storytelling. And I'll I'll use this this example. Um, one of my clients is a, an attorney. We deal with a lot of current uh, attorneys, and so she has her listings out on all these directories. Like Avo is a big one. And, uh, and she runs ads on there for, for top placement. Um, but even when you get into the organic rankings, like she shows up and the first glance over all these, you know, they kind of all look the same, like some like, all right, buddy, like don't have your cell phone up in the mirror when you're taking your profile picture for a professional directory, especially if you're an attorney, like that mind separates it. But then they've all got five stars. They're all rated 10. You know, they've got, you know, dozens of reviews. Maybe some people stick out there. But the one thing that separates her out from everybody else is that when you read the rest of the directory, 80% of them start off with so-and-so is an attorney barred with the state of Florida or went to this law school or has done this or done that. Or it's a pitch where it's like, we're your, you know, uh, powerful ally in these kinds of situations, X, Y, Z. And you look at hers and it just starts off with divorce is one of the toughest things you'll ever go through. Boom. And, it, Boom. and, and it's, 
there's common misconceptions that are not, and then you hit the ellipsis. And so it's there. And so I, I think it's important to, to put a fine point on this and to, to make people realize that ultimately the messaging, yes, you're telling your story, but you have to tell it in a way that is going to resonate with your audience and is going to ultimately be about them. You are relating to your audience through your story. You're not just getting out there and telling all of the story just to, to stroke your own ego and, and all those kind of things. And I'll, I'll point to that with the, the why, like you said, like, yeah, if somebody's starting and having to get up out of, out of bed just to go feed their family, like that's a fine place to start. You know, that kind of reminds me of our little, the, the money bee analogy I gave you when I, when I was on your show, right? Like you've got to go out there and you've got to make money, but ultimately people don't care. Like people don't care that like, they're not, they're not giving you business because of, uh, because they're helping you out. Like maybe that happens in, in small situations, but I think ultimately they're giving you business because you're helping them out. Exactly. And when you talk about wanting to solve that problem, that is bigger than you that's out there in the market that people are, are saying, like, when you start aligning with that, and this is my purpose, this is what we're all about. Then now people can kind of get under that umbrella of mm -hmm. this is something that I'm, I'm dealing with. And these people are in that space. I want to know more about them. And now maybe I do want to know a little about, about this. Oh, look, you've got a book. I, all about I talk about all that good stuff in this book, The Give to Get Principle. And you can get it on Amazon. All right. And I'll tell you what, here's, you here's have what an happened. audible version. I, I, you know, what's fun is I just finished recording the audible version. It is going through the process of getting approval and all that stuff. So I hope by Christmas 2021, because we released this Christmas of 2020 and it became awesome. an Amazon bestseller. Yay. Fantastic. And then, so yeah, I'm doing the audible version. Got to wait for that. Um, but yeah, as soon as it's out, but yeah, what I do is I share the superpowers, the why, the attitude of some of my clients sharing their, their secret sauce about how they use reciprocity to create a tribe of raving fans. And you're right. It's all this. And then, so like, if you will, the first half of the book is about like, here's what other people do. And here are some ideas, but the second half of the book, okay, let's walk you through it. How, what are, let's identify what your things are. What is the story that your people want to know? What, you know, does your art target audience seek to fix? Like, what are all the different things? And yeah, I got this. I got you, man. So yeah, check it out. The Give to Get Principle by Jennifer Filson. All right. Fantastic. Well, I mean, that is kind of is the, uh, the perfect segue into that. Uh, because I was going to ask you, how, how do people get in contact with you? When you know, what else? What other resources do you have? Where, where should they go to, to learn a little bit more about storytelling and the, the services that, that Rockstar Marketing provides? Well, you know, there are a lot of rock star marketings, unfortunately. So I, I was can, going to say, I, I yeah. feel like I've heard this before. But. You know, what's funny is I actually got a call from somebody earlier this week, like, hi, this is so-and-so from this, from this hotel. And, uh, uh, are, are you still coming on this date? And I'm like, excuse me, I, I haven't, I, I don't have any dealings in that city. He goes, well, I got a, I got a reservation from rockstar marketing and they didn't show up and now we're on the hook and they didn't pay. And I think that it's you. And I'm like, actually there are multiple and I'm not, I'm in a different state. So, so, 
So when you search rock star marketing, you're going to search for Jennifer Filson, but let me simplify it. It is rock-star-mktg.com if you feel like typing in that version. But if you go to jenniferfilzen.com, jenniferfilzen.com, you're going to see the link to my Rockstar Marketing Business. You're also going to see the episode that we just did on my Connecting with Jennifer Filzen show. My husband and I are also West Coast Swing Dance instructors, and you'll get to see our West Coast Swing Dance Company website and see some of our dance videos. I know some people do TikTok. I do West Coast Swing Dance videos with my husband on Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> so, well, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, and you'll also see access to the books. I mean, there's like so much there. So truly jenniferfilson.com. Also too, I am not shy about giving out my cell phone number. I am accessible and I'm happily married. Anyone who's uh, who's fishing. So I'm happily married. So no, we're not going there. But if you would like to talk to me more about marketing, you want me to teach a marketing class, I'm game. Totally. Like I love this stuff. I love sharing information about marketing. My cell phone, 408-833. 9868. Yes, please contact me if you would like to work with me. If you have questions, I'm happy to mentor. I'm happy to share because I have abundance mentality. And I know that there is enough business for all of us. You know, out here in Monterey, California, if you throw a stone, you hit like five marketers. But we all have our zone of genius. And, and I know that I am the best at storytelling. And I know that I have a proven track record of 12 years in business so far, knock on wood, that I've helped small businesses across the country reach their next million dollars in revenue. So yeah, bring it. All right, we will do that. And I hope everybody does go check out all of those things and uh, take all of these lessons, that great model of the three, three E's, And uh, go apply them into your business. Get your hands dirty with it and grow something great. Be well.